0: Blake now for the Campbell's Gambles podcast. Oh, listeners, welcome back to the Campbell's Gambles podcast. Jason Campbell here with Blake, the Hong Kong hero, as is better known as Blake. How are you, buddy? Seen better days, Jason. More, more like the Hong Kong villain at, the, <laughs> at this point. But um, yeah, having a bit of a rough patch. But um, no, going, going well other than that. Going well other than that, and we'll see brighter days, I'm sure. How are you going? I just love that quote. Seeing better days. <laughs> it's just like the quote to say, I'm going terrible currently. But <laughs> but there will be. But the, the but anyway. Um, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, tough loss last night. Young Dixie Gambles come on this podcast last couple of weeks with a bit of a pep in the step, but um, yeah, Dixie, she went no good last night. We almost bought up a plunge there. She was she was fours and 250 in like the last bloody 30 Ooh, she seconds. Was smashed. Did you watch that? Did you just see it crumble? Yeah, yeah I did watch it. That, that, was that money had Jason Campbell written all over it. That punch. <laughs> <laughs> the commentator didn't put me out this time. He said, I thought I know whose money that is. But anyway, just, <laughs> still can't pull off a plunge with one of these bloody dish lickers. But uh, mm. the only plunge we pulled off was the big boy on debut. But uh, other than that, we've had a few a few really uh, sombre moments. But uh, should we be back? Uh, there's a few few big girls in training that might be, uh, yeah. might be plunge-worthy in a couple yeah. months. You're your big girls, watch out. Mm. So, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> a plunge on Dave. we there, but um, we're gonna go back to last week, huge racing last week, and it, it pains me to say, but I forgot about this bloke, Shelby 66. What the hell was that again? <laughs> Ridiculous. How does he get- go for a bloody spell, bro? Yeah, please just oh man, and he's going in the TJ now. Yeah, can you Ridiculous. believe it? So, uh, I was on him about four starts ago when he lost in the in a class two at the Sapphire Coast and uh, he hasn't looked back since that day. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was, it was good. it's good for racing. Like I was, like many of the listeners, I was watching the races on uh, Saturday and yeah, like I was smiling from che- uh, ear to ear really. Like my cheek was, I don't really smile like that ever. And I didn't even back him, didn't back anything in the race, but it was good to see, you know, you don't, you, won't, you probably won't see that for a long time. Um, a country horse like that, just jumping out of his skin, out of nowhere, yeah, my, you know. <clears throat> it's not my like TV almost had a hole in it after the <laughs> big parade went down in that photo. The brow band, the, the big parade. <sighs> oh, it was good. It was a good tip. It was a good run, but uh, got beat by a, probably not a better horse, but a, but a fitter horse. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of Shelby 66. I'm just waiting <laughs> for it to stop, but I don't know if it's ever got to stop. But um, yeah, the regression's going to have to be so hard if this horse is not even funny, if anything, if you know if everything's fair and fair. But anyway, um, other big news, Fireburn, emphatic winner of the Golden Slipper. That was a huge win. Did you watch mm. that race, Blake? What did you think of the race in total? Good race. And yeah, Fireburn was insane. That was That was... One of the better wins, I think you'll ever see after that check that she copped earlier on and then spatter her out pretty much last and then to pick up off that and come through and win really easily in the end was yeah phenomenal. so hashtag ridiculous. Yeah. yeah yeah, insane, as you just said. It's one of those races where if you had a horse that was three wide, no cover or got held up, or got held up or got beaten a photo finish. You just don't even whinge because that horse had all of that and more. And um yeah, like that horse was lucky to still be on its feet, let alone win the race the way it did. So big yeah. shout out. And I think she might be a uh judging off that, I'm not sure if that was the conditions or the competition or whatnot. But Jesus Christ, she she has a few lamps on those horses if she can win from that mm. position with that sort of sort of traffic that was uh caused. But uh we'll see how they come back as uh three year olds in uh in the spring anyway the last one zaki went uh straight to the front which was a bit uh for our selections both of them your selection went a bit better than I uh, my one did but uh, a bit disheartening because they just let him get to the front didn't they yeah it was uh no pressure yeah. at all yeah I, it, it surprised me it surprised me that they'd let because I, I think I think we can agree or well, I think we did agree last week as well like if if Zaki did get a, a lead or sort of get to the front few that easily and, and they went slowly that he was easily the horse to beat in the race. We just didn't think that he would from that gate. And so I, uh, yeah, I definitely would have, well, we, we both agreed that we thought at least something would, would give it a, give it a hard time just purely based on that. Like, Every other jockey was just oblivious to the fact that Zaki was the best horse in the race. So. Oh, it's disgusting. It was, it was a, mm. I don't know, I was on Cascadia myself and I was just really frustrated with the ride. I thought it was an absolute brain dead ride and a half. You have a horse mm. 2000 meters back to 1600 on the quick backup, it draws barrier two. Not only do you ride it dead, but you try and ride for luck on the inside when you had ample opportunity to go to the outside and for its gears. And if you look back at the sectionals on punting form, which I'm doing right now, and I'm sure Blake would be doing soon for his uh, upcoming selection. If you look at the eight to the six in that race. Well, first of all, the race was run four lamps slower than standard. This is a bloody $5 million race. So it's just ridiculous. Saki so got away with murdering you. Cascadian eight to the six, fastest eight to the six, 12 flat. So he's building into the race. And then six to the four, because one of the slowest six to the four is 10, eight. When Oliver went back to the inside running for a run, uh, going for a run, and then four two to two, 52 fourth fastest in the race when he picks up momentum. And the final sectional, eleven sixty four fastest in the race by a 10th, fast than I'm Thunderstruck and Zaki. So for Cascadian, it's another one of those what could have been moments. And it pissed me off. And mm-hmm. I'm ranting right now. But if you just look at purely on the sectionals, he was building momentum to go and get into that race and run top three. Then yeah. all, momentum got stopped. And then it and then it started again. And he finished off well. So I don't know. I'm talking through my own pocket here, but. Fire out. Thought it was a dumb ride. Anyway, mm. uh, anyway, I'm yeah. good. That was a good ride. I'm Was a very good ride. Drew in. Yeah. perhaps <clears> by <throat> a by a bit of a passive field more than anything. I don't, I don't know if it's. Better yeah, yeah. It. Uh, well, a, a ride like that wins wins the race nine out of ten times, and that's that's the one time it doesn't. When they crawl, yeah, and and the the what horse that's in front is the best in the race. And, you know, two dollar two dollar fifty favourite. So hmm. not much you can do about it. But um, Dude, one thing got right yeah. in that race, pinstripe. Jesus, it was awful. Awful. No, yeah. no reason to be that bad either, really. No, so we, uh, both knew, we both knew it would be as well, though. Just ridiculous price. I, I just love seeing that every time a horse steps into group one weight for age for the first time and they've got a bit of hype on them, they always start short for no reason. You know, yeah. and I'm a big believer in not backing a horse until they've done it. So We'll see. We'll wait until that horse actually does it. But back to the three-year-old company now for that horse, surely. Anyway, I'm trying to head into this week's show, uh, this week's race. We've got five races to cover, thanks to our very loyal sponsors in uh, Zabble. Um, and we'll start off on Friday night. We're going to Mooney Valley for the track conditions, weather and bias. Weather's 21 degrees and sunny. Rail's in the true position. Track's currently a good four. Um, and by race night, by the William Reed, it is possible that this track will get to a good three. Uh, so yeah, we'll be covering the Willem Reid Group One level race seven over the twelve hundred meters. Marabai looks to make it eight in a row, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, especially the level that she raced out in the last couple of runs. Um, odds on, look on, or odds on, get on. Look on. I can't. I just yeah. I'm, I just can't justify backing backing horses that short in, in general. Really, I think it's hard to. Um, but she's like, especially if it gets to a good three, and she's probably gonna lead and uh, and be, be hard to catch. Like, she's just continued to, to go on, go on with it and, and won, won her first group one last time. So, definitely deserves to be like a short, a short price favorite. But yeah, just in terms of a, a purely um, betting and and profit. Uh, perspective it's not not the best idea to be consistently backing horses at those odds in group ones so uh, that's the way I see it what about you yeah you seem very um, uh, large. not really excited to back a dollar are you mm, not at all <laughs> um, no I'll get more excited when I start talking about some other horses but yes. not not Mirabi for me no. no fair enough yeah no same here um she wins. She wins again here probably, but I'm not taking a sixty-five in a high-pressure group line. And I don't know, like, to be honest with you, I said last time I think they might take her on and they might go crazy and I went against her. And they did do that. She won still. So even if they do take her on here, she probably still wins. But, yeah, $1.70, can't really justify that price. Um, I'm happy to go with the Inferno here. Um, I think Blake will like that selection too. Um, first up, down the Flemington Strait. Almost died this horse, so... Luckily, he still stayed on his feet because Profiteer, off his absolute head, off his chockers, chompers, whatever you call it, um, darted across and left this horse. Thing got clipped. Zara went for a tumble almost. Um, luckily, he stayed on the horse. And oh, so it was Damien Lane at that time. Zara's on board tomorrow. Um, yeah, he stayed on the horse and basically just took it out of the contest. He lost by like seven lengths in the end. So that's complete forgive. Presents here second up. Four starts, second up, four wins. So, unblemished here, second up. Two runs at Muni Valley for a win at Group 2 Company. Um, behind Portland Sky is a Group 1 winner in September run, who's a Group 1 winner herself. Um, been a long time since she's done something like that. But uh, I think she came third in, in a Group 1 race the other day. So, good on her for coming back, bouncing back to form for the first time in a long time. Uh, one of Blake's and, and my own favourites for probably about 12 months going now. But uh, she's sort of yeah. full on the paper. Um, but anyway, yeah, this horse... Uh, probably didn't deserve to be in the Everest last year, but uh, I guess when you're talking about home affairs, nature trip of that is, as we were talking earlier, Blake Everest form. Um, but Maribai is probably an Everest contender this year, judging the way she is going. But uh, I'm playing a third. I'm not playing in each way. I've got it written down each way here, but i changed my mind. Just got to chuck it all in the place. So, yeah, I don't really want to Don't, yeah. don't really want to waste $50 for the sake of wasting $50. And if he wins, he wins. But I think it'll be hard to get past Maribai. Blake, your two selections. Run us through them both. Yeah, well, one one's been run through already. I agree with uh, with your perspective there on Inferno, Jace. Um, I've gone I've gone with the Inferno, and the other horse as well is uh, is Tracking that I'm going to mention. Uh, they ran second and third in uh, the sprint. What is it? the The Moya Stakes. That was the race before the Everest to to win. Win and get into the Everest, uh, and that was over a thousand meters, Mooney Valley. Trekking, definitely better suited to the twelve hundred uh, Mooney Valley. Ran third there and was seven dollars fifty. Had a similar barrier draw, similar setup, whatever. Um, now you're getting twenty three dollars. Damien Oliver on uh, to me, to me, just overs. I don't don't think I really need to explain it any more than that. Um, just purely on the perspective that it ran third in a race over a thousand meters at this track and trip on uh, this track over, over a thousand meters from a similar barrier. And now you're getting three, four times the price. Um, doesn't, doesn't seem right to me. And yeah, the Inferno as well, they ran second, third in that race. So, um, mini value out of, out of all the courses as well is, is probably the track where you want to have horses who are experienced here or have proven that they can run here, um, out of, out of all sort of tracks. So, um, definitely that's that's in Marabai's favor as well, the favorite, but um, yeah, it's too short, so I'm looking to play around her. Um, and yeah, the Inferno and Trekking are the two that I'm interested in. Beautiful, all right, let's head to Saturday now. We're going to be covering one race at Mornington, and it is the prestigious Mornington Cup at listed level. They should make this a group one race, surely. The Mornington. Cup. <laughs> Um, Mount Popper was going to be race last year over the 2400, and that same horse goes around on the same day at Rose Hill in a, in a group race, too. Um, anyway, two horses head the betting here. Uh, Chris Waller brings his Mount Crystal Pegasus down to Victoria. He's won his last two at Flemington. Looks to make it three in a row at, uh, in Victoria and four in a row this preparation. But there is a UK raider here, Pondus, navy blue and white stripes. Heading the betting at two sixty with Dabble. Are you in either camp here, Blake, or something at odds? Tickles you fancy, sir. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna have to go with Pondus over Crystal Pegasus here. Uh, I just that that step up to the two thousand meters to win in that in in that fashion that he did. Um, yeah, screams to me that he's he's gonna love getting up to the twenty four hundred now third up. Um, we saw a little bit of an unsuccessful preparation when he first uh, came to Australia, and capped that off with uh, with the run in the Melbourne Cup, finishing way out the back. Um, seems to seems to have acclimatized a little bit better now uh, in his second preparation. He's drawn well Barrier Three. He does have the fifty nine half kilos, Crystal Pegasus, the fifty six, but. um, there's a jockey aboard Crystal Pegasus, who I'm not gonna rip into too much, but I'm oh. not the biggest fan no, of that's right what you really now. Feel. Come on, Craig. Come on. Come on, <laughs> no, no, dog. no, I'm I'm nicer than that. <laughs> I'm nicer than that. But uh yeah, no, Mickey D, Mickey D, for me and uh Pondus. That's a bit soft from you, Blake. I've already ripped into a Victorian Legend in Damien Oliver. Why don't you rip into the other one that looks like they're at <laughs> off the bloody rock and Craig Williams, no, he's a good bloke, but geez, he, he can put some bad rides in, but to be fair, a lot of us can, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go against you here, a bit of a rivalry here, and Crystal Pegasus, I'm going with Crystal Pegasus, um, I think that three and a half kilos could just be a difference here, I don't think there's much between either horse, I um, don't think there's really much between either stable or jockey, uh, I just think this horse is flying, I didn't really, if I'm being honest with you, I know we got the right run to win last time, but any horse going 2000 to 2600 that's a pretty big step up in in distance and when they win as easily as they do um over that distance it's just hard to tip against it next time i know pondus did so too and he's stepping up so natural improvement third up it should be hard to beat but up until then pondus hasn't necessarily looked to put in an effort like that um i don't know Maybe that might be a bit unfair in saying that because, yes, he has run at Group 2 level and and the Melbourne Cup and and Bart Cummings and whatnot. But other than Pondus's debut, I think it was at Geelong or Bendigo or whatnot, and he absolutely thundered home and was a massive eye-catcher. That win last start was kind of out of the blue. So it might be like, can you disregard all that form and just circle down that that one form line? Um, And then obviously it's probably that price here. But Crystal Pegasus, he's kind of a lightly-raced horse here where... I think it's just on the up, and um, distance won't be a concern. And, yeah, I think, I think it'd be hard enough to beat. I, I think the race really does drop off after that. The dude's site since coming to Australia, has been a bit of a non-winner um, for mine. I've tipped him a couple of times, and he's just he's kind of just found the line. I'm um, not sure if he knows where the winning post is. Um, and def- <laughs> Defibrillate sort of regressed from where he was at probably about six or 12 months ago, and I th- think I'm pretty fair in saying that. Um, and he was well beaten by Pondus last time they met so you know if i'm not super keen on ponders i really can't be keen on defibrillate here so um yes yeah. I, think, I think it's a two horse race but i think i think crystal pegasus um just getting that slightly better price and that three and a half kilos i think might be the whole difference here but uh yeah yeah i, I think i think well it's always defibrillate i've i've heard um i think it might have been patrick payne talking about about defibrillate where um, they thought that he was a better horse over two thousand meters, and they they obviously tried to step him up to the twenty four hundred last prep um, around the time you said, Jason, that he that he sort of fell off a little bit um, last preparation and the prep before that. He finished over that uh, he finished at twenty four hundred. He's been going really well; like he, he's had two decent runs here now, two thousand meters. But I just yeah, I'm concerned getting up to the twenty four hundred. He just always seemed like a two thousand meter horse, so won't be having him here. Yes. All right, Blake. We're gonna to head to Hong Kong now. I want to know your Hong Kong horse to follow for this Sunday. Am I correct? Or are we are we run Sunday this time, not a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We're de- we're definitely uh we're definitely running Sunday this uh this weekend, and um I think we got the dirt dirt meeting in the midweeks oh, after that as well. So we'll be at Shanti in two weeks, two uh, two meetings in a row. Um. Dirt meetings are interesting. <laughs> we'll just say that. But uh, it's going to be tough. It'll probably be tough this weekend. Again, it's been pouring, raining cats and dogs in in Hong Kong. So um, tough tough to do form when it's raining over there because there's just so little uh, wet track form. It's hard here as well. It's very hard to predict what happens with tracks and, and track bias and all that sort of stuff when it rains, but even harder in Hong Kong. So um, definitely... One to play a little bit more conservative um but there's a horse there's a horse going around in race four by the name of asian one who i've had my eye on tipped asian- a few times sorry sorry one second i don't want to pop asian one asian one <laughs> oh, god he's the asian one <laughs> someone's taking the piss out of that surely <laughs> Oh, the names they come up with, Jason. You you and I know very well that that is nowhere near the worst. (laughs) It's up there, though. Asian 1 Come on now. Where where is the creativity of that? Oh, well, he's drawn drawn outside Sacred Ibis. (laughs) (laughs) He's drawn Gate 11. You call it Sacred Bin Chicken. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go on. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh no no apology accepted we are yeah so Asian one race four uh that's number eleven he's yeah he's looked he's looked good he's he's looked good stepping up in trip so he's um began his career in Hong Kong over the thousand twelve hundred sort of sprint trips got up to the sixteen fifty um looked all right there had a go on the all weather but then when he got up to the eighteen hundred and then the two thousand two hundred last time is really when he sort of uh showed us what he had and um. Yeah, looking looking at him over the two thousand meters. Now going to Tin, which is a, a much roomier track, should definitely suit him. He's drawn gate twelve, so um, we'll be interested to see what price we get and where he sort of ends up in the run and what the track's doing by race four. Uh, yeah, a lot of things to consider, but um, definitely one I got in the black book and one I got my eye Beautiful, Asian one that is Asian one. Yeah. Don't forget the name. I'm sure you can't. Um, that's the silliest name I've heard in my life. <laughs> it's just like, was a horse born in China? Just question mark. Or, or Hong Kong or wherever. Well, it's not possible. Not, they don't breed anything. In oh, sorry. Any I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. So that, that just shows how much I know about Hong Kong. That's why <laughs> you're the expert here. Yeah. Um, Hey, but if there was ever a horse born there, it'd have to be him, right? The <laughs> Asian one, <laughs> oh, Especially Asian and the first one. Oh god, next one's yeah, Asian too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not racist here. We're not racist here. Um, we're not racist here because we're going to the Great Britain there for the JC Trial Files race number eight. Why on Saturday? Soft seven there currently. A lot of bucket loads of rain there, so expect a, a wet track and. When it gets at Wyom, oh, when it gets when it when it gets at Wyom when it gets wet at Wyom people it chops up and boy they like coming down the outside and I think this mayor will do just that first up here for the Chris Lee stable Grand Remora. I think Blake might know this mare um very similar mayor to I guess promise of success I think there's not much between rings a bell but I was expecting bell. you to say UK one. Oh UK yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway so She's been in Australia now uh, for two preparations. This is her third preparation. Uh, if you go back to her first ever run in Australia, she won at Canterbury first up, benchmark 72 grade, soft six, beat a horse called Willow Heart. Pretty good effort that day. I think I was at the race. I'm not sure. Maybe Blake was there too. But um, yeah, she was really good that day. That was on a soft six track. Um, and then first up, next preparation on a soft five track at Randwick and 78 company. She ran about a length and a half to a horse called Geist who's obviously been contesting in these lower group races recently. Uh, she's also got a wet track win on a heavy eight track at Newcastle over the 1500 metres in class five company. Uh, this looks an obvious target race for her first up here. She's had two trials in this preparation. Once with Dylan Gibbons on board, who retains the ride here and a recent trial behind Margie B who is an absolute speed dynamite and trials very well finished off well on that occasion. Uh, draws barrier 12 here. However, we've, four emergencies that are all drawn inside her expect her to get into a lower draw come race time um as i get a text message from someone um yes yeah, so i think she'll be very hard to beat she's coming around that six dollar mark not too worried about the wet tracks she does go better on the wet tracks and yeah i think 1350 first start. this will i think it should be very very hard to beat so once again Wyong saturday race eight number 11 parantra More, coming around that six dollar mark so again, a bit of a bit of a price there aren't we blake yeah. Mm, juicy. Oh, juicy yeah. for a favorite it is it is yeah it's it's favorite so it just shows how deep the other uh, field is so i've got obviously the biggest sack in sydney uh, tipping a horse like that but um anyway let's move on we've got the doncaster prelude at rose hill um do you want to talk us through this I, I, i've seen you've actually taken some initiative this week and uh wrote down the notes this week so uh race six group three doncaster prelude over the 1500 meters who's our market leader blake Market leader, we got our playboy heading the market and uh, Mr. Mozart, a three-year-old close behind. So I want to pitch this to you, Jason, throw you the ball. Do you think Mr. Mozart is well-priced as a three-year-old coming up against the older horses in this race? Can I rip in? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say uh, no more. All right. I think he is terribly priced. Um And you probably don't need to look too much further than the the barrier draw. I think that's the the obvious one. Um, Not that he can't go forward here, but you know, going forward from barrier 14 and getting forward from barrier 14 are are two different things, especially we got a horse such as Ashman in the race, who is a leader all cost horse. So at worst, this horse is going to have to do all the work facing the breeze as the harness and harness people would say um, outside the leader, who's Ashman. And, you Know there's a there's multiple horses here who, who could kick up and play jockey. Um, Dad runs another one of those horses, uh, drawn barrier four and probably coast watch too. So, I think he's terribly priced, Blake. What, what do you think? I'm seeing 350 here on Dabble. Is that correct? That can't be right, can it? Four, four bucks. I'm looking at sorry, I, I reckon that's terrible. What about you? Uh, yeah, the price uh, I don't care what price it is, to be honest. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> ripping. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna win now that that's come out of my mouth. But tell us why um, man, tell, us, tell us why. Hey. something. This I want, I want you to rip into something. Really open the shoulders. No, oh, well you've said it all. You've said it all. It's Stronggate fourteen. Pikey's on it. What's Pikey done in Sydney so far? Like I mean, I had, it's great a I had a win today. Had a win today. One from eight today. One from eight. Come on. Yeah, one from what thirty? <laughs> I one from eight today. One from eight at three dollars. Come on, mate. Slow <laughs> down. pike has been getting win. all the other all the other meetings, but um, yeah, no. I there's just a lot against him for a, a horse that like i mean he wasn't even going well until he won last time hmm. yeah and i mean you made the case you made the case against against pondus who who had that one sort of surprise run it, you've got to make the same case for mr mozart but this time he's a 3 year old drawn gate 14 like yeah no just big big no big big no it's just pathetic this price pathetic Ooh.
1: So who are you looking uh, at
0: then? I am looking at a last start winner in just folk. The only problem is he's drawn wide and there's no jockey booked. So I don't know if the team's coming down. Well, I don't know if the team's still here. I'm not sure. Maybe they've they've taken our money and run away because I'm looking at the weather forecast and it is not looking nice. And I'm looking at this horse's track record, uh, not track record, heavy track record, and it is looking very nice. Three from three on a heavy track. And to be fair, group two Ajax stakes a victory. I'm pretty sure that was the right form race for this race last year. I think imaging might've won this race last year, who is in this race and who looks a good hope too. Um, But yeah, I I think, I think just folk, if he does get into this race, unbeaten on the heavy, um, uh, unbeaten third up, which, you know, technically it was a month between runs the other day. So I don't, I don't want to say he's third up here because he's not, but like you know, obviously by his form, he just gets better deeper in preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's beaten Ellsberg home and Kiku, you know, like that's that's really strong form line here already over the track and trip. So there's no reason why he can't run top three here. So just folk for me if he runs. If he doesn't run, then probably imaging. Good, good selections. I think um, <laughs> maybe they just run just folk with, with no jockey. A little bit of a weight, a little bit of a weight, weight relief. <laughs> $1.20 then. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. An interesting watch that one. Uh, it'll be like watching, watching a greyhound go around with the horses, just mindless horse with, with no direction. <laughs> Do you remember the first time when you were gambling or just watching horses and a jockey fell off and your horse still on the <laughs> pace and you actually thought you were going to get paid out? Was that just me? Did you <laughs> think couldn't that believe too? it. I couldn't think believe every, it. <laughs> it was kept refreshing the sports bet or William Hill probably back then. Or Crown Bet, Jeez, these are these are names oh, from the past. Yeah, but hey. um, bet. Oh, sorry, that's the one. Bet easy. Yeah, Bet Easy, Crown Bet, Bread, Bet Easy, Bread Easy. Anyway, Blake, what do are, what are, what are we on here? It sounds like you don't mind the selection, but uh, I'm feeling you might like a bit of brutality here. I don't know. I've got, got a feeling about you. <sighs> yeah, you've. uh just, I don't, I you ratted, you ratted yeah. me out. You ratted me out. You've uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you ratted me out, Jace. I, I'm I'm interested in brutality here. I think um, yeah. I don't I, I don't know what I don't know exactly what what went wrong last time. I yeah, not not hundred percent sure. But before that, like I, I mean, he's. He's got all the form, like the form around Ellsberg, Ellsberg running second, second to Ellsberg prior, and and that was obviously first up. But last prep over the over the mile, beating Ellsberg from from gate twelve. That's um that's definitely good form for this race. And uh, yeah, I it just doesn't seem like too deep of a race. If I'm if I'm completely honest, that's why I don't mind the selection of Just Folk as well. I think the last start winner, you can definitely do worse. In this race, that said, there's another uh, another uh, last start winner who we, we just potted, but Just Folk, yeah, um, definitely interesting. There's another horse, uh, number three, Arameo, who I want to make a mention of because if this was a dry track, I don't know how I could possibly have Arameo at double, double figures here in the race. My only query, obviously, is is the fact that it's going to be a swimming pool um, judging by the forecast and Aromeo has just not proven himself on the wet track so I'll be really interested to see if Waller runs him in this race because like based on based on his his record it wouldn't really make any sense for them to run him if his form is if, if he really is that bad on the wet tracks um, so yeah I don't know like if they do run him does that mean that you know maybe they know something we don't that he's actually Improved on wet tracks, or that he is actually decent on wet tracks, I don't know. Um, but he's definitely one to look at because the way he was going last prep um, for some of those runs, like that second to Private Eye reads incredible for for a race of this of this caliber. Um, so yeah, sixteen bucks on that I'm looking at here is is. Really, really nice. Like he's only carrying fifty six kilos as well. Like we got three year olds in the race who are carrying fifty three. Like hmm. that's that seems absurd. Hugh Bowman's booked, but there's just a lot. Like pretty much everything looks good for him for this race, apart from apart from the wet track, which it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't add up to me. So uh, one, I've got my eye on for sure. One, I've got my eye on. Right, well, beautiful. Let's head to the first group. One we'll be covering this Saturday. It is. Race seven, the Tancred stakes over the 2,400 metres for the Group 1 horses. Uh, we have a few horses here coming back from their trip down south and Duayas or Duayas or Dwayus or, or Duane, whatever you want to call it, uh, heads to betting here. Currently just underneath that thriller quote with Dabble and she was an emphatic winner in the Australian Cup uh, and horses that ran second and third in that race, think it over in Spanish Mission, uh, on the second line of betting around that $4 mark with Dabble. Do you reckon she can go on with it here? Because I reckon she can. Yeah, I, I, it's, it seems like it's going to be really hard for her not to go on with it. The, like sometimes, sometimes I think horses can win a bit more surprisingly than anything else and then be under, undervalued in the next race because they've won the start prior. With this horse, like we've been kicking up for her all preparation, or at least I have, and you've been kicking up for her since a lot, her run prior to her latest win in the Australian Cup. Like the way the way she's been going in all three runs, it just doesn't look like she's going to stop now. Getting up to twenty four hundred and still seeing another wet track, like mm. I and and like the quality of this field, she pretty much beat last time, and and you know that form with Very Elegant. The start before is is a one for this. So two dollars ninety, you're getting you're getting a lot less than you were last time, and even more less than you were the starts before that she didn't uh, didn't place in. But yeah, hard hard to see her not going on with it. I think Jace. and I think uh, it sounds like you agree. I honestly think she's getting disrespected a little bit in this marketplace. I don't. Know. I, don't I just think the way she won last time, going away. spanish mission and think it over and i think once again big query on think it over i know he's a solid horse i know he always runs well and and blah 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 but 2400 meters now like oh it's just i had a query on him at 2000 meters and yes he came second but he never even not for one moment in that race looked like putting that race to bed i just think especially on a wet track now it's just oh I don't know, man. I don't know. I think she's getting really disrespected here. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if she just continued to firm. Like, she's already been, what, 310 into 280 to 270, whereas Think It Over has been 370 at the $4, um, mm-hmm. thanks to the race net. I think, I think Spanish Mission beats Think It Over home this time, um, especially on a um, – over the 2,400 metres, sorry. Um, and, yeah I, think, yeah, I think I think. I think uh, Juarez is uh, getting disrespected here. I just think – think three dollars is a great price i think it's a luxury price so um you know if you're just purely going off at her, her last run and the progression that she still has and going up 400 meters in distance there's kind of i'm not saying there's no way these horses can't turn the tables but geez that has to be that have to really improve to do so and i think the other thing here too she's actually dropping half a kilo she meets some half a kilo better for the weights so i don't know i don't know i just think i think she's a pretty good price but anything anything else in this race you reckon could pop up and, and run a race uh yeah well there's a few that i want to kick up for a little bit um i don't two dollars 90 i agree is, is a really good price for i think um the one that's taking too much i think is think it over um i i don't know he's just it's unusual but now like the 2400 he, he's been he's been very very good over the 2000 and a little bit shorter as well but um now the 2400 and like you said like the favorite in this race, Jewish absolutely put him away there. So it doesn't, it doesn't look like uh, the tables will be turned. And I think if Spanish mission goes forward, he's not really going to have any other choice. I don't think J Mac on Spanish mission from gate 11. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of pressure in the race. um So if Spanish mission does end up leading from, from gate 11, which I think he will, I don't think J Mac will be mucking around on him. um Spanish mission will be the one to catch, I think. And It'd be interesting to see how he goes on a, on a really like sort of bog track, but Rose Hill wet track, if there's any track that's going to suit a leader, it's that. And if they go too slow in a 2,400-meter race, the one that's going to be suited here, I think, is Spanish Mission. So I can justify to some extent Spanish Mission being a little bit in the market, but think it over, I I can't, because he's going to be behind Spanish Mission, I think, inevitably. And so he's going to have to catch Spanish Mission and fight off Juez from the back. So I don't think you can do both of those things. So, I, yeah, I don't think you should be that short. Um, the query I have with Joace is getting back and Rose Hill now because her first two runs were at Randwick. Um, you can afford to get a little bit further back. And, like, obviously she didn't win, but she ran home really well, um, especially that that start over the mile where she ran sixth and she was big odds. I, you wouldn't be able to do that at Rose Hill, I don't think. Um, so... How far back she gets, uh, how hard they go, they're all things that we we won't really know until until the race starts and is underway. But things to consider, I think. Um, the the other horses that I, I said I wanted to kick up for, she's ideal ran really similarly to Joue's two back, and they'll both be gods. So obviously she's ideal didn't didn't go well, um, at least on paper at Flemington. But I think coming to Rose Hill now, she's had a start or well, she's she's got decent form at the track she's never won here but um got decent consistent form at the track obviously loves the heavy and wet conditions so that's a big big tick for she's ideal and she'll handle the 2400 um from gate two if she if she settles closer than Dwayne's, like I'm, I'm thinking maybe fourth or fifth i don't know about you jason if you think do you reckon she's ideal can settle that close from gate two so yeah. fourth or fifth in the run yeah. yeah i've always been I've always had the opinion on she's ideal where when she does draw a barrier, she can definitely use it. It just depends what jockey's on board. Um I wouldn't say Rachel King's the most aggressive rider out there. Um but yeah, she can use it. She can definitely sit. Probably I'd say three back the mm. rails. I'd say that would be that'd yeah. be an optimal spot here. You wouldn't get if he gets back to last the rails and you're just you're cooked, the race is over. But no, she would, she, she could definitely sit close than Jueus here. So Yeah, exactly. So that I think that's potentially the advantage that She's Ideal might have over Juaice, and if if it turns out that nothing can really run on from like sort of back back in the field, I'm talking you know second half final twenty five percent of the field last few horses, then She's Ideal sort of becomes the Juaice of this race, I think, um, just because they had that similar run two back, and then She's Ideal closed off really well at Flemington. It was just that she bombed the start and was way, way too far back on a dry track, which obviously she prefers the wet. So, she's ideal is one, uh, one I've got in mind at Double Figures and Stockman's. The other one I've got in mind, I was on him at Rose Hill 2000 meters. The fact that he's been in Sydney and is staying in Sydney is a big tick, I think, and an advantage that he has over the four horses that are above him in the market. Um, and obviously, will appreciate the 2400 or he will handle it, loves the wet tracks as well. Um, and, yeah, obviously did nothing wrong winning uh, last time over the 2000. So third up now, getting up to the 2400 is one, one I've got in mind as well. So those are the three, I think, Duece, She's Ideal and Stockman. Spanish Mission, interesting, but, um, yeah, Query on the wet and Think It Over is taking up too much of the market. So big, big breakdown of that race, but <laughs> we better move on, I think. Yeah, all right, let's move on to race eight, the last race we're covering. Group one level, the Vinery Stud Stakes over the 2000 metres. Uh, interesting race, this one. We've got the two Queensland horses, one being ex-Queensland, one being a current Queensland horse, Gypsy Goddess and Hinged, he- heading the betting. Um, heading the betting. It's a very funny one. Um, currently around that $4 mark with our friends at Dabble. Um, and you got Fangirl, um, pretty amazing, coming through that Kemble Grange classic form line that was actually ran at Goldman, uh, which is one for the battlers. But... Uh, <laughs> Who are you with here, Blake? Who are you with here, Blake? It's uh it's an interesting race. I think there's a few horses here that are quite smart, but uh, which one wins over the two thousand metres on a heavy fifty-five at Rosehill? <laughs> uh, tried and true method here, the leader. Mm. So I'm going with I'm going with Never Been Kissed. Um, I you haven't. I looked at this I looked at this race a lot. What were you going to say, Jace You haven't been what? <laughs> I have. Uh, maybe I don't know. Mm, don't <laughs> that's know. A, that's, a no that's a Ben no comment. <laughs> ben Scarful, that's a Ben scarf. comment. Ben scarf. Last time, dog. Yeah, he's rubbing off on you. I think, Chase. Mm. It's not not looking good for you. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. No. Ne- yeah, I got to go with the leader here. I looked at this race too. I looked at this race for way too long, um, and was just tossing up with too many horses. Never been kissed is going to be the leader. And and if you go back to that, um, that second behind Profondo looks really, really, I know Profondo hasn't gone on with it, but back then um, that, that win looks really good. Uh, That second to Profondo looks, looks really good for this. And uh, yeah, if she gets a lead that looks as soft as it it looks on paper, she can definitely kick and win this after running second last time uh, over the 1500, she'll handle the 2000 meters. No worries. So almost double figures. I think there's, there's definitely, um, definitely worse at those odds that you could have your money on. Um, hinged is going to be hard enough to beat. I think because, because of where she's drawn and where she's going to get to, like she won't be too far behind the leader. So it all just depends how much ground you can actually make. And because I, I don't think they're going to be going hard, hard in this race at all. Um, it just depends, yeah. Never been kissed to be leading on the rail. If off the rail is is the better spot to be, maybe Hinged will will be able to catch her. And and yeah, if if you can make a little bit of ground on the day, same thing. Hinged might be able to catch her. But I don't want to be with Gypsy Goddess. I don't know how uh, she'll handle coming to Sydney. How she'll handle the heavy track. She's a three year old. Obviously, those are those are big queries for three year olds who haven't proven that sort of stuff. And she's drawn gate eleven, so. Um, a lot of question marks for me with, with her, even though she's done really well to win five in a row. Are there any that you want to uh, kick up for, Jason? Oh, I think, first of all, your first selection ever being Kiss. I've just been praying for a dry track because she has been traveling so well into her races. Even when she got beat five lamps, beaten like 10th beat five lamps, she was traveling into that race. She just hasn't been able to let down the wet tracks. And even against Mr. Mozart, she was traveling like the winner, but she just couldn't let down and got past her. So um, it's annoying. I'm leaving her out this week, but yeah, I just wanted to get a dry track. I just don't think she can get through these wet tracks as well as, as you would like, but um, I'm being a thrill uh, thrill seeker, a thrill seeker this week. And I'm backing Gypsy Goddess. Oh, Oh, just, I'm tempting fate here. I know I'm going against a few things, but I'm just going based on a few things. Um, and the, the first thing is David Van Dyke. And I'll tell you one thing about David Van Dyke. He is not the type of trainer to put his horses in the deep end for the sake of putting his horses in the deep end. He will only travel with these horses and put them in the deep end if he genuinely believes they're up to it. And I think this philly i say mayor this philly has actually proved to him that she is up to it and this just gives me a very similar taste to like alligator blood because he's the type of trainer that will literally tick horses through their grades as he's done with this philly until they can't go no more like there's a horse called we own a smart one up in brisbane i don't know if you've heard of it blake but he has yeah. it's won like 10 races or whatever nine races in a row and he's gone through the maidens the class one yeah. The class two, the benchmark sixty-fours, the seven, the eighties. It's clearly good enough to go and run in maybe a listed race or a group three race or whatever it is up there. But he just ticks it through the grade, ticks it through a grade. Mm. So for him wanting to travel down to Sydney to put this whole, like to and not, not only that, I like him booking Pikey because Pike will have the instructions. You have no pressure to ride forward as a lot of jockeys are uh, a lot of a lot of uh, trainers have instructed him to do here in Sydney. And I know I'm not going through the the general Rose Hill pattern and blah, 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 and there's not enough speed in the race, so I'm going against a few things here. But I just think this is a race where we've had a lot of question marks on a lot of these fillies, and she might possibly be the one that just absolutely unleashes down the outside here. Um, And Pike can just ride her dead like he wants to. This is like the perfect tailor-made horse for Mr. William Pike. So I don't know. I'm I'm trusting David here because David is not the type of guy to send this horse down. And what makes me even more more adamant about her chances is there's a race where i like one at Doombin on saturday um it's a 2000 meter race which is the target rate, which should have been the the stepping stone for this horse and it would have started like a dollar 10 dollar 20 in that race because it's basically going to go going up against every single horse that it beat comfortably last time so you know he's knocking back a race like that to come to this race obviously group one level but you know I don't know. I just, I just, I just feel like there's something in the, in the water with this horse. So I'm happy just to go full full out on this horse. I'm, I don't know. I'm just. It's a bit scary. It's a bit scary. But um, yeah. I don't know. Oh well. Could you gotta trust guts sometimes. And my, my guts telling me that Van Dyke does not do this for no reason. He is the absolute king of working horses through the grades, and this is throwing a horse in the deep end. If ever you've seen one, so. Uh, he doesn't do this for no reason. So he knows something, Mr. David. Um, Anyway, we've got our $100 competition now. This has already been a very long podcast. Uh, so, Blake, William Reed, you've got $100. Who are you chuckling on, sir? I'm going 25 each way, the Inferno, and 25 each way, trekking. I'm going to go with your first selection there, the Inferno, but I'm not going each way. I'm just going $100 on the place. Tancred, stakes. Splitting it between three, uh, I think Dewis will be hard enough to beat, so 40 to win. And then I'm going 15 each way Stockman, 15 each way She's ideal, just at the, the bigger prices. We've got 100 to win on Dewis. I think uh, she's a good price now. Um, unfortunately, these prices are locked in at SP. I think she will firm. I think she'll just continue to firm. I just think that the strength of that win last time and the way she's been going beforehand, just basically has this race shots to bits as long as the track plays quite evenly. But I think over the 2400 meters, um, there's no reason that the bias uh, should play too much of a, a role. Vinery stud stakes. Uh, one horse here that I, that, that I didn't mention yet, but I, I will now is, is uh, Gin Martini. I'm going to have 10 each way. It's a really, really big price. But um, one that I've had my eye on a little bit, uh, been following through some of her runs. She handles the, the wet track. She's, she's had a few runs on the wet track because she hasn't run too badly, but she had a win over 2,000 metres, which is this, this distance before, and she's drawn well in gate five. Robbie Dolan's aboard. Um, definitely worse at big odds that you could have your money on. So 10 each way Jim martini and 40 each way never been kissed. 100 odds win on the Queensland Brigade. Van Dyke to steal the party here with Gypsy Goddess. He doesn't come down here to fuck spiders, people. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> not that you would anyway. You wouldn't be a, 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 uh, a what, uh, what is it? Sex offender. That's the one. I've got to say serial sex offender. I've been a bit too full on about fucking spiders. But uh, um, anyway, best bets around the country, Blake. um Struggling struggling to find one, Jace, You got any for us? Yes. I have one in the race that Gypsy Goddess should have been in, but isn't in and a horse that probably should be in the race that Gypsy God S is. Gypsy God S is in, but is it, I haven't had much sleep last night, obviously. I can't even get like this yeah. things <laughs> together. Couldn't oh, tell. Yeah. Couldn't tell. I do not even get one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. Um, <coughs> Doombin. Doombin. We're going up. We're catching a plane. It's probably cheaper to go to Doombin now than it is to get to Dapto um, with fuel prices. But race four, it's number true. five. Yeah. Race four, number five, Leckvart. Uh, Steps up to 2,000 metres here. Don't think that will be any concern whatsoever. She's coming out of the Group 3, Kemba Grange Classic. Uh, So as I was saying to you, this is – the Vinery Stud Stakes is probably the the natural uh, race to go to. But Joe Pride has – is either got David Van Dyke's number, knowing that Gypsy Goddess was going down there. So he's gone up there. She's currently $2.70. I think she's a very, very smart filly. Um, and if you watch her races, this preparation, she's absolutely airborne. She's won first up at Wyong by three and a half lengths. Um, and then she was the sickest moral you see beat at Newcastle when uh, running second over the 1400 meters last time out two and a half lengths to pretty amazing uh, hope in your heart and whatnot. Gin Martini in that race too. So Blake, I guess if you like gin Martini, um, a bit of Lecfar who only ran about a length off gin by Martini and um, it will be hard to beat up in Doombin, race 4 number 5 Lech Vart. sounds good to me sir and uh in terms of my selection there was one i was looking at briefly before and i and i guess i will mention him because i i should have one uh, best bit of the weekend so it's rose hill race 3 uh, by the name of mount popper ran second to stockman who i was kicking up for in the uh, in the group 1 later on in the uh, the the uh tankred so uh, yeah, if Stockman if Stockman is going to run well there, then you'd expect that Mount Popper is going to run pretty well as well in uh, in a much easier race than than the one that Stockman's taking on. So drawn well, Pikey's aboard, which don't know how to feel about that, but hopefully he can get this one home and uh, and earn some respect back from me. <laughs> Jeez, P Pike, um, yeah, interesting race that. Maximal, what do you do with that horse? His form overseas was so phenomenal. Ran seconds in, in, in really deep races against some really nice types. And he's come over here and he's been pretty flat to date. So I'm not sure. Well, I think same, same thing with any horse that comes over here. You just need to wait it out and see, you know, some of them come here like surefire did and and win first up. And if they do that, then you can, yeah, well, if they do that, then you can, then by all means, you know what I mean? But you can't, you can't trust them until they prove it to you. I think coming, coming over and, and doing it, um, like I'm sure, I'm sure he will eventually acclimatise. Some never do. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if if one day he does uh, start to improve, then that's when when I'll be interested. But not until then. He might need a snipper. Might need to go to the snippet and get his, mm. you know, what uh, chopped off his little, uh, you know, things that make the uh, the reproductive uh, system go wow. So uh, man, I'd run like a bloody emu if they threatened me with that. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> just you just like, wouldn't catch me hanging around <laughs> oh, you're laying on the bed operating table and the surgeon comes out with the scissors nah i'm out nah. <laughs> i'll, I'll win my that body race for you yeah, i'll win it for you don't worry <laughs> we'll keep them on the the last day. thing i do yeah the thing is with the gilding it's a really tough one because you don't. You, how do i say this you don't want to do it too late either if you do it too late it just ruins everything so it's getting to an age now where they kind of have to make a decision whether they they want to stand him at stud or they want to race for some prize money. But judging what he's done in Australia, he's not going to get many, uh, I was going to say bitches. I was thinking about greyhounds. But he's not going to get many mares um, at stud um, with his form here. So uh, they might need to do the, the old snippet and book him into the surgeons. But uh, anyway, that basically rounds up our podcast this week. It's been a huge podcast once again. I think we covered five races across two days. Uh, I, can't, honestly, I can't believe how, ma- how many big races there we, we've got in Sydney. Like from last week and this weekend, it just doesn't stop. Like you've got the, pretty much the whole card is just stakes races. Like it's yeah. absurd. Some guy asks me, he's like, how long's the podcast got to go for? I'm like, man, I think we like saw four or five weeks of racing, you know, like proper <laughs> top line racing. And we're not even anywhere near the, the pinnacle of it. Like for me, the pinnacle yeah. of autumn is Doncaster Day. When you get mm-hmm. the Donnie, and you get the uh Queen Elizabeth from the same day. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth, I was gonna say, bloody hell, that is the pinnacle. And we're still, what mm. are we, a fortnight away from that? And we get to see mm. Shelby 66 and the TJ Smith States. Oh my god, I'm keen, I'm keen. <laughs> Shelby. Oh man, anyway. Uh, do you want to run team to get though? back to Ramwick? Yeah, we'll, we'll get back, back to Ramwick though, get back down there, tap up in suits that I mm-hmm. bought the same suit, had it for like three years. Gotta buy a new one for once. <laughs> Anyway, uh, double. Do you want to run us through double? I leave this to you. You love, you love, um, you know, really going crazy for them because you, you like. Yeah. Those- oh well, it's 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 really not hard to it's not hard to go crazy for them with with everything they offer. But um, definitely worth checking out if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what double is yet. Um, I don't know what you're doing. You got your fingers in your ears or something. But um, yeah, no, they're they're all they're on top of it. They they get everything um you've got the social aspect the betting aspect uh it's all in one so you can copy bets you can share them with your mates you can follow each other all that social stuff uh combined with with the uh the fun of getting on the races on uh saturdays so yeah go check them out um don't want to explain it in too much detail but um yeah if you like i said if you've got your bloody fingers in your ears just go check it out and uh you'll i'm sure you'll love what you see so I don't understand that about you, Blake. You've had all episodes to talk shit about any jockey, and then our poor listeners—you're assuming they got their fingers in their ears. I don't think anyone. Hey, uh, no, uh, if if they're on double, they're doing this, they're they're doing fine. Right. Well yeah. done. But if they're not, fingers in ears. Pull your fingers out. Yeah, get some cotton buds. That's disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Blake. I'll leave you to it. You enjoy your Saturday and weekend for racing. No Melbourne trip this week. No, unfortunately not. Got a few weeks off until Formula One in a couple of weeks, so really fun. yeah, R and R, R and R until then, Jason. But uh, no, thanks for another good podcast, and thanks to the listeners. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your weekend, and good luck on the punt. Too easy. We'll finish on that. Take care, listeners. Good luck on Saturday.